0: we start we'd just like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land uh here in so-called australia where this podcast is being recorded um sovereignty wasn't ceded and uh we walk on stolen ground yeah and uh hey so yeah this is baju Bilbao welcome it's me reesey tamir's here
1: and we have a, guest. Do you want have a guest yourself or <laughs> yeah
2: do i want to introduce myself
3: yeah
2: <laughs> all right um I don't know, my name's Bree, um, I'm a communist in so-called Australia, uh, yeah, also Sorry. unemployed as well, so living living the job snob life.
1: <laughs> Actually, we can talk about that unemployment thing with AUWU later if you want. But anyway, um, yeah, there was that article that Bree brought up with that um, Socialist Alliance, I thought it was a bloody joke.
2: Oh, Socialist Alternative.
1: Socialist Alternative. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, my bad, yeah. Um, the Trotsky, the Trots, right?
2: Yeah, one of them at least.
0: So they have a publication in Australia called Red Flag. Uh, it's like their official mouthpiece, I guess, um, for those outside Australia.
1: Yeah, and they um, really don't focus on the right issues. Like, like he says here, communists must support uprisings everywhere. Um, <laughs> and it was published on thirty-first of August, twenty twenty, by uh, Daniel Taylor. He looks very much like a red flag type of dude, I have to say. Yeah, um, yeah he's like with Karl Marx or, and like Lennon. Would would they have supported Hong Kong and Belarus and you know it, it's it's just weird. Then then he goes on to Palestinians and Uyghurs and it, it, it's just it's stupid. Like you know would I don't want to go into like um, God God wins like you know law, but you know would would you support an uprising? Say like Hitler's beer push in nineteen in the nineteen twenties or pinochet you know what i mean like it's just such a generalization yeah
2: yeah communists must support uprising everywhere no no analysis required if there's an uprising then Karl marx would have supported it yeah
1: Uh, it's just so i don't know why, why do they keep talking about these things these um these you know people they just they seem to care more about over-destroying governments all around the world than what's actually happening in Australia. And there's, like, no leftist unity, yeah.
0: They don't have anything outside of instant revolution. And I can sympathise with that, but they they do not... They, they see the world as very black and white, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's, these protests um, are not black and white they're very complicated and some protests like a government can be unpopular to more than just leftists or to marxists it can be unpopular to you know religious people there's lots of different reasons to be unhappy with the government yeah. I mean,
1: it, it could be a left-wing government that's being like overthrown by the right-wing people like seen in bolivia um should we support that or some lady brings up a huge Bible and starts denouncing the indigenous people in Bolivia. <laughs> it just yeah, it'd
0: be interesting to see uh, what they actually said about Bolivia at the time, because you know, in sort of liberal and soft left circles, there was a lot of support for the protests in Bolivia, um, and most of those people have have gone back and and well, not most. Some of them have gone back and said they admitted they
1: were wrong. Um, yeah. I mean, um, Brie made a pretty good good point before we started recording about the tanky sphinx. And they bring up the 1956 Hungarian Revolution, which is where the um, term tanky kind of actually started, I think. Was it? Or...
2: Yeah, that's, like, like uh, what people were referring to. But, like, I only ever saw tanky really being used on, like, online left, So it's, like, doesn't really exist. And then suddenly it, like, has, like, been starting to enter, like, real life or and like um like i guess like liberals will start using it as well to yeah. just disregard like anyone on the left so it's like i don't know it's like this this term that like uh should never really have been used um and it was just used for like really like petty infighting online and now it's just like being used like um to just disregard a lot of people's like political views and um stuff like that so it's like if you if you like support china against hong kong well then no one has to listen to your opinion because you're just a tanky or whatever
1: Mm.
0: yeah it's a great way of just dismissing dismissing someone straight up
1: yeah i mean i use it quite a bit when i use i use lib a a lot lib so basically if someone's more less authoritarian than you on the left they're lib. but if they're more authoritarian they're tanky and you've won the argument (laughs) you don't have to talk anymore and yeah yeah yeah, I mean just just the fact that they talk about Hong Kong as like the f- like the first kind of revolution in his article it, it really annoys me because that's like the most obvious color kind of revolution you can think of it, you know there's there's the whole NED national endowment for democracy funding that's been and open, the US flags and everything <laughs> and they're like yeah i think we need to support these guys you know they, i really like their um how they want to go back to colonialism and go back to the UK yeah definitely a uh, communist movement
2: (laughs) um it's interesting just bringing up like um how socialist alternative had the um like the no tankies allowed or whatever it was called um kind of like conference against like marxist Leninists. um like first of all it's like why are we even doing this in the middle of like a huge crisis (laughs) when we should be working together but just even like moving beyond that Um, I was just, like, looking up, uh, like, I just Googled, like, Stalin red flag, and it came up with two articles about Stalin, and they're both by, uh, Daniel Taylor, so (laughs) he's spent, like, the past, uh, Who is Daniel
1: Taylor? Like, what's his background? Do you know, or have you met him?
2: No, I haven't met him, but I just, like, when I looked at, like, when you click on his, like, um on, like, his name on Red Flag, and it brings up his bio. It says that he's the Victorian Socialist candidate for the Moreland City Council, which is interesting because, like, this year, Socialist Alliance, this is going to get so convoluted for people who um, aren't, like, that active in, like, in politics, but it's, like, a mess. And you've got, like, Socialist Alliance um, was a part of Victorian Socialists, and, like, Victorian Socialists was, like, a... um, it was like an electoral body for a bunch of like socialist groups to try and get a socialist into into parliament, essentially. Um, right, they had a bit of
0: a thing going on for a moment last last eighteen months or
2: so, right? Um, well, like my the point about Daniel like Daniel Taylor being a candidate for Moreland City Council is that Socialist Alliance left Victorian Socialists because. Um, they felt when in their article they they say what, that like are they too tanky? No, they were <laughs> saying that like socialist alternative was stacking um, votes and like blocking motions right. from Socialist Alliance. So Socialist Alliance left and like the elected member. What's the that,
1: difference in sorry ideology? Sorry to interrupt between
2: those two groups. Oh, uh, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really be able to say like they're both like. Um, Trotskyist orgs but I think it like just comes down to like the organisational differences um, <laughs> like socialist Alternative is more like organising like amongst students Damn. Um, yeah but so like the under Victorian socialist Sue Bolton who was like a representative for Moreland City Council um, she yeah so she was the elected candidate for Moreland City Council under Victorian Socialists, and she's a part of Socialist Alliance, um, but Socialist Alliance left, and then Sue Bolton is trying to get elected in Moreland City Council under just Socialist as, like, an independent or under Socialist Alliance, and now Daniel Taylor uh-huh. is the candidate from Victorian Socialists, so that's just bit of interesting local politics um, I mean if they combined
1: I mean imagine the power they'd had like they've already got one (laughs) candidate on they could like have a very firm base in (laughs) Moorland yeah it it just sounds really weird that they just keep splintering but that's well from
0: outside of Victoria I'm up here in Queensland it 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 did to me it looked like it was a party that was offering uh better leftism (laughs) than the greens um basically it was it was the next one long if if you wouldn't vote for labor you wouldn't vote for greens, you knew that that you know, those guys were there that's how it felt up here anyway so
2: do you mean um socialist alternative
0: no this uh the the political wing victorian socialists
2: oh yeah yeah, that's kind of i i i agree with that then um but I don't know. It's funny, like, I don't want to just, like, shit on socialists. Am I allowed to say shit?
3: Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you can
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, cool. I always know about socialists.
2: Yes, I swear so much, so I, was, I just want no, to no, be cool. sure.
1: There was that uh, yeah. person, Um, who was that, you know that lady, the Vietnamese girl that was, like, made the fake Chow Collective um parody account? The L Collective or something?
0: Oh, yep. Yeah.
2: Oh, I slightly she, remember. Some yeah, and of I her. pointed
1: her out. You were like, "Yeah, she's like she's like in one of those Trotsky things," and I'm like, "And all she ever does all day on Twitter is she goes and attacks like every single like country that the U.S. hates." And you're like, "If if she didn't have those labels on, she just look exactly the same as say some pro-U.S. government operator." <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah, like, like I said, I don't really want to like shit on socialist alternatives like too much. But uh, it's funny how many people I talk to who are around my age, so like early to mid 20s, um, will say that they like leave high school and they're like already starting to become like more radicalized and like sympathetic towards more like le- like, like far left um, ideologies and stuff. And then when you get to it, when you become like a student and you get to like uni campus, the most far left organisation that you meet is Socialist Alternative,
0: mm, and the amount yeah. of people and too.
2: Yeah, the amount of people who just immediately get turned off um, of politics and far left politics because of Socialist Alternative being their first experience is like, it's just it's just crazy like. Um, yeah, like, myself included, and just a whole bunch of people will be like, I had this experience where I just... Everybody has
0: a socialist alternative story, even here in Brisbane. Like, everyone has something that happened to them, you know. <laughs> it's so funny.
1: Yeah, well, like, did they try to you or something, or?
0: Uh, well, when I was... That was of in my introduction as well. I came down, I actually followed a girl who was a member, um... When I was living on the Sunshine Coast, and I was like, totally, uh, I was interested in politics, but like, pretty dumb to be honest. So they were they were my introduction to actual Marxism. Um, but they're just so weird, and the way they talk to me and they're just creepy, and they're full on, and it's it's cultish. And the person who introduced me to them, she left quite soon. She found them to be cultish as well, um, and. <clears throat> You know, sometimes I'll meet someone or will start talking about politics, you know, the bar or whatever, um, a young person. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, they did this to me or they did that to me. Damn. Um, so because I actually think like, I don't know they just their theory is not too bad, but it's just its application in the real world, which is it's just it's to me, it seems naive. But yeah,
1: um, like I looked at uh, Daniel Teller guy's articles and it's I'm talking about the US half the time. And I'm um, talking about, like, you know, how, how the Democrats are doing. And you're like, you know, you, you get like a trillion articles about the Democrats in the U.S. Why, is, why are they talking about it? It's very naive. Like, do you, you think you can actually get any change from that? You know, they, they should be, you yeah. know, Australian issues. We have like, we've, we have had a recession, 8% of, you know, a recession. And nearly 10% of the people in Australia are unemployed. So those are big issues at the moment.
0: I I very recently went from from being like on the fence with these guys to, to now being like really really annoyed by them. So some of the stuff we've seen lately, I don't know. Is there any possibility it's a bunch of cops running it, or you know, short opposition? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I know me and you have been accused of that lately. So um, <laughs> yeah, it um I'm just wondering it like why are they so bad? Why are they so they're so, they're perfect at, at turning someone off uh, Marxism and channeling them towards liberalism of, of Labour and to a lesser extent the Greens.
1: Yeah, that's how I joined Labour as well, because I got turned off by them. But yeah.
2: That's actually, yeah. I also know someone who joined um, the ALP after just failing to organise with a socialist alternative and having a bad experience.
1: Yeah, I mean, the idea was like, when I was young, it was like, labor at least got things done and got into, you know, power sometimes, once the blue moon now. And these guys just sort of, they just want to care about random stuff all around the world. And they want to look sort of hip. It's more like, a, a, a you know, what they, they look like in front of the other people, and instead of um, getting things done. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that, like, you know, more um, communist organizations get things done, but at least they, they try to focus on the correct issues
2: yeah yeah like, i mean i sorry go or, yeah i was just gonna say like even if they were like posting all these articles about like how hong kong protests are just shining beacon of hope or whatever um if they were like actually organizing within good faith and like um you know taking on like united front tactics tactics with other organizations and not like attacking um like, people ideologically, then, or, like, trying to, like, I don't know, stack um, stack votes and stuff, then it wouldn't, like, it wouldn't be as big of a deal that they have, like, these kind of, I don't know, the communists must support uprisings everywhere articles. But because it's, like, if they're not going to actually, like, organise in good, good, in good faith, with other organizations then they just like become like this kind of like stain on the left yeah i might be yep. a bit harsh but and, like, and they I'm always sure there's side people in social yeah. alternative but yeah
1: but they always seem to end up siding with the imperialists. it's just really annoying it's like they don't need any more help and plus you don't really help them at all because they think you're also super left and weird you know yeah
2: yeah it's it's funny um like on this like article that this uh mr Daniel Daniel Taylor wrote How Stalinism Distorted Marxism. Um, Like, one of the sentences is about, like, um, how, like, Stalin, like, uh, it was, like, this, like, blight on, like, humanity or something. Um, And then it's, like, one of the – and how, like, he didn't achieve anything. And then one of the sentences is, like, saying that, like, I guess, like, Stalinist policies influenced – the tra- trajectory of the anti-colonial rebellions, many of which looked to Stalinized USSR for help and guidance. And then it said that it burdened and delayed the emergence of new radical social movements in the Western countries from the 1960s onwards. So Stalinism is bad because it helped anti-colonial movements but <laughs> burdened the West? Like, that's yeah, just a weird weird stance I, I, to take.
1: I mean, Frank Hampton, he wasn't killed by Stalinists, was he? Or did I get yeah. that wrong? I, I, I and all those yellow leftist, you know, leaders. Um, did did, did did was Pinochet supported by the Stalinists? I, I don't, I can't remember that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah but because there was no no radical movements in the West, it's all Stalin's fault.
1: Yeah, I mean there are, you know, notably really bad um authoritarian regimes like you know Pol Pot and he's um in, in Cambodia, Cambodia, but like honestly he they seem to just ignore what america has done um every single time and it's really annoying <clears throat> yeah and i i don't i don't know what's the, the whole point of this and yeah um talking about this can you tell us a bit about about the communist party australian australian communist party what's the
3: difference or
2: oh the difference is just like um there was just a split uh last year in twenty nineteen um
3: I don't know I, I guess it's like we just split
2: oh it's just like I don't know how much I can like really say or should really say, except like um I guess there's like different tactics like used in in the two in the two parties there's like right it's like not. That much difference, I don't think, obviously, ideologically, because both are communist parties. Um, we talked
1: about the whip warrior guy, and you said they, they were the yellow party, when um the guys went to protest um, the whip warrior.
2: Oh, in Sydney? Yeah. Yeah, that was um, that was the Australian Communist Party, yeah.
1: Right,
0: that, that's how I found out about it through one of their uh, Facebook posts, because I saw they were there they they out protesting. Um I think someone got taken away by the cops, so they must be protesting
1: pretty well. <laughs> I thought they were, like, less pro-China. Are those guys, are they? Or are they more pro-China? I, I don't know.
2: Um, Yeah, I, I don't think... I, I'm i trying to remember. They're, I think there's, like, one article they've written, maybe, about China. And, yeah, it's not, like... I don't know. I can't remember what their position is, except for that, like, it didn't seem to be pro-China. but. Oh. They're yeah, probably just
0: anti anti racism, I guess is the bare minimum. So I, I imagine that was the the point of the protest.
1: <laughs> there was the Marxist Leninism version of the parties as well. And um, anyway, it's it's very very confusing.
2: Oh, all the parties. Yeah, That's there's also the, the Marxist leninism I
1: think there's a, a a CPA ML.
2: Yeah. So um so the CP, uh, the history of like uh communist parties in Australia is uh very messy and like when if you first like decide you want to join a communist party and you're trying to like understand all these differences and like what's going on it's like can be overwhelming to to understand but the like the short version of it is essentially um that the original communist party was founded in like 1920 and then there was a split in 1963 64 I can't remember around like the Sino-Soviet split and the Sino-Soviet split um kind of like rippled into the communist party of Australia and then the Maoists and like the people who supported USSR split and so the Maoists went and formed CPAML like in the early 60s and then 10 years after that there was like another split and the socialist party of Australia was formed and then so they at this point we have like cpa ml spa and cpa and then in 1991 the original cpa liquidated and the socialist party of australia uh changed its name to like honor its original roots to communist party of australia and that's like the original cpa so i mean not the original cpa that's the cpa that exists now so yeah it's uh, extremely messy.
0: So there was a joke that used to go around that when the CPA disbanded in 91, that all that was left was three ASIO agents.
2: <laughs> I've, ne- I've never heard that joke.
0: Well, all yeah. those lines, yeah. So I don't think it was taken too seriously by that point, that particular party anyway.
2: Well, it's interesting. Well, I find it at least interesting that around the time that all these splits happened, ASIO was like heavily investigating... Um, obviously, like, they would be, like, throughout the time, like, the whole existence of, like, the communist movement, but around this time, I think in, like, the early 60s, ASIO published this, um, this report on the policies and programs that the Communist Party had for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, Mm -hmm. including, like, releasing all Aboriginal people from prison, um, and, like, giving back, like, the whole... Of like um like the north and west Australia like back to Aboriginal people it's like all these like really like Fuck I yeah. guess like radical positions at least to take in the 30s and um was publishing yeah there was like an easier report from like the 60s that was publishing like all these things that the Communist Party wanted to do for for like other nationalities
1: yeah yeah that's that's definitely pretty cool. <laughs> um do, do you think like we they, they lacks like a common enemy is that why the left can't really sort of um coalesce around one party because um wasn't it in the 1930s when was it sharky or
2: yeah land sharky yeah,
1: they were like in the movement against fascism or something in australia so they all like sort they of had this one huge enemy and they like, sort of went against it and joined up together do we need like some huge big Satanist enemy like the United States to hate it hate or something or
2: Yeah, um I don't know. That's a that's a like a good question. I think from my perspective at least, I think the biggest problem is neoliberalism, at least at the moment, is that ne- like since introducing neoliberal policies in the seventies and like the accord from the eighties, I don't know if people know much about like the history of trade unions in Australia. Do you want to just
0: but- could you explain the accord? Because we do have some uh, non-Australians. It's pretty important. So, yeah, if you want to lay it out, that'd be great.
2: So, yeah, the the accord was, like, this agreement um, between the Australian Council of Trade Unions and the, the Labour Party in Australia. And it it, like, it tried to introduce, like, Oh, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember, sorry, it's like try to introduce like a social social wage and social um, contract, yeah. And um instead of so like originally when trade unions um fought for like better conditions, then the the most militant trade union kind of acted as like this leverage to pull up um, weaker trade unions from different industries um, okay. and then eventually like you introduced like EBAs so it kind of like shut off trade unions from like from each other um, and instead of like a trade union winning um, some conditions that apply to workers it would be like a trade union wins conditions that applies to this specific industry under, like, yeah. EBA agreements.
1: Like, EBA is an enterprise bargaining agreement. So it's like when all the employees in that sort of agency, they meant to collectively bargain. But from what I've seen, everyone's just sort of like, yeah, whatever, I just sign it every year. Yeah. Like, yeah. every three years, mm-hmm. is it? Yeah. Like, no yeah, one really like, cares. Yeah. I'm yeah, so the,
0: the point the point is, is that um, the unions at that point would – are now divided. So uh, a, a certain trade can get really good c- conditions, while a bunch of others, for example, retail, uh, are still living with really shitty wages. And and I don't. The the. the Why well, my understanding from the accord was it was a deal with the unions, of Labor Party, not to strike, <laughs> in, in exchange for you know Medicare or, or something.
2: Yeah, but, well, like not being able to strike as well has kind of been like a. Uh, like a, I don't know, like a defining factor of um, uh, like unions in in Australia, where it's like, at least in Australia, you can't strike um, when you're when you're when you've signed an EBA agreement, um, yeah. and like this is like, I think even back to like the early 1900s um, arbitration. So like um, like kind of turning unions into, like, forcing them into, like, legality um, has been around, yeah, since, like, a lot longer than, than the Accord. But, yeah, the, the, with the Accord, you have, like, this social wage. Um, it sounds, like, good on paper, but it, it, like, didn't really work out, I guess, in, like, in, like, real life. But this social wage is like, had things like superannuation and, like, Medicare, so, like, health care. And all these things kind of like tied in this in this social in this social wage that would I guess like um, increase like by certain amounts or whatever. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's like some some statistics I've seen of showing like before the Accord, you had trade union like density, so the amount of like people who were in trade unions compared to. I guess, like, the labor force, it was, like, sitting around 50%, and then it's, like, you come to, it, like, drops right after the Accord, and then you get to, like, now where it's, like, around, like, 10 to 15% or something. Mm. So, yeah, I guess going back to the original, like, question, I think, like, the biggest thing that's uh that's, like, stopping a more, like, militant and, like, united left is that, like, trade unions are just, like, shackled and there's not enough people in them and yeah.
1: And then we got new laws come in, um, you know, there's, there's now like the fair work um, ombudsman, which is basically uh, another way to, I mean, it, it's, it's so long the history of basically there's like, you know, Wales work rights and all that, all that stuff. Uh, basically new laws set by liberals and labor try to remove it, but they didn't really go any far because they were basically new libs as well. They pretended to care. And we also got fake unions like the SDA. Uh, I bet Regan has a lot to say about that one.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I think now a good... Are
2: you in the SDA? No, but... no,
0: no. no, no. I, he
1: no. hates them.
0: So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a solidarity member with RAFU, the Retail and Fast Food Workers Union, which if you talk to uh, the Friendly Geordies or <laughs> the, or the uh, Secretary of the ACTU... Um, it's not a real union, apparently, uh, but it is a down good union and it's doing way better than SDA, which is crawling with uh, white South Africans <laughs> in leadership and plenty of others who are homophobic. They're just conservative socially. They're super in bed with uh, Woolworths and Coles as farmers. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, they're super tight in. Um, they like... They share the board with the superannuation companies. They share with the, you know, the, the leadership of the, the corporation. So um it's a union completely, what do you call it? A boss's union, whatever.
2: Yellow, yellow um, union.
0: Yeah. Just, yellow union, yeah. You
1: need a name, basically. It's, it's just there. It's like, it's actually a total opposition. That's probably the best way to describe it.
2: I saw this. And Sorry, go on.
0: I was just going to say, in a similar way to Socialist Alternative, the SDA is often the first union anyone in Australia um, comes across because we all work in retail from the age of 15. <laughs> and you quickly learn that the SDA sucks. And you, you might think that all unions suck. I don't know. Just.
1: no, you're right, mate. When I first worked at Mac as a 17, SDA rep signed me up and I did nothing, mate. <laughs> like, I, I, I was just like, because I, I heard unions were meant to give you a pay, like a good wage, right? So when I was 18, I was getting paid, I think it was like $14 an hour. Yeah. Below award. And that did not make sense to me. And I still had to pay like, you know, a a percentage of my um, wage to union dues, which gave me nothing at all. So that just kind of turned me off like 100% when I was like 17,
0: 18. Yeah. They they actively uh, campaigned against... uh... Uh, the legalizing gay marriage like two years ago, or whatever they were, then they have been, a, they dominated labor for a long time to make sure that labor uh, was conservative up until the very, you know, <clears throat> until they had no choice. Um, but I just want to talk about a second because they're so fucking cool. They um took Maccas to court. And just this week, the courts decided that Maccas has to give its workers the opportunity to go to the toilet <laughs> while they're working
2: yeah okay. i, oh, I wow. saw that and i like saw rapper saying like i can't believe like this has to be a decision now in 2020 um but yeah that's just like that's absolutely a fright that they had to take maccas to court so then workers like all these young workers could go to the bathroom
1: that's some Charles yeah. dick shit <laughs> i mean you know, like- they helped um, maccas cut pay um, SDA in, in this year in May on 22nd um, when that's there was coronavirus right. like, going on they actually helped Maccas cut pay um, they allowed them to cut regular shifts um, of permanent part-time employees down to eight hours when people needed the money the most but that's how yeah. fake of a union they are
2: yeah they, they just, just like casualized all these part-time workers
3: yeah
1: and I, I don't know how they can still exist and the fact that so many uh, Victorian labor members like actually, actually, um, part of SDA SDA backed members of parliament, like Richard Miles and stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's I think he's deputy leader, one of the deputy leaders, like in the Senate. Or yeah. Something. Well, yeah. the
0: retail, the retail union, SDA, it's 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 a stepping stone to the Labor Party. <laughs> Pretty much. So that tells you all you need to know.
2: I also <laughs> want to give a shout out to Um, Raffu. um They did such a good job, uh, like down here in like in Melbourne when like I guess this like the second wave was like starting up and one of the first few places was like all the there was like a cluster in McDonald's and all, it was like 12 different McDonald's up in like the north and the west of uh of Melbourne and were through the whole time we're like campaigning and like doing all these shame cam- campaigns like one that sticks with me is that um McDonald's was providing stuff with hand sanitizer that didn't have the right ethanol content to like protect them from the virus, but we're selling hand sanitizer with the correct ethanol content uh, like to both staff and customers if they wanted it. It's just, just like yeah. dodgy shit.
3: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: like fast food in Australia, and I guess it's probably anywhere in the world, like so many uh, kids come out of that with like burns on their arms and scars and like it's, it, it's treated like it's something it's a it's a privilege to have and that everyone uh should be likely to do it but it's it's not fair on kids and in australia as tamir mentioned like uh i think when you're under 18 you get paid like 50 percent of the minimum wage yep and then you much. turn 18 and it gets to 75 or whatever it slowly goes up so like it's kids it's child labor and it's and, and they're underpaying them. It and they allow
1: this kind of practices. Because, like, if, you, if you're, if you like, over 21, I think, and you try to apply for a job at, say, like, H&M or Mac is, they would just shut you down and find someone who's, like, 15 because they can pay way less.
2: That, that yeah. happened to me, like, when... So I, was, I, like, worked in, like, a fish and chip shop when I was, like, 15 to, like, I don't know, like, 21 or something. And, like, so I was, like, that kid with, like, burns up their arms and shit. Um and then, like, I tried to get a job in, like, a restaurant, like, doing some, like, I don't know, like, waiting, and uh, this guy is, like, so the person who worked there, like, recommended me specifically, because um, they'd seen me work at, like, the fish and chip shop, and how, like, I was a yeah. really good worker, and then I went, and, like, the main boss was, like, I'm sorry, why would we pay you when we <clears throat> could just pay, when you're going to leave in a few years, because, like, you're this age when we can pay like someone who's 15 and have them on for like cheaper and for longer and i was just like yeah. so crushed
1: yeah it's oh. just how, how can a, like a, you know this is the biggest um, services union in australia and they just let these laws home where like, they can exploit child labor like when i was when i was um like back to mac um, when i was 18 a guy died in the toilet in mac and i had to carry him out it's like a dead dude what the fuck <laughs> Yeah, and um, I didn't that's know my fun. rights. So the, and the boss is like, yo, you're the only guy on shift, so you ought to do, you got to do it, man. And I was also the youngest guy, and I'm like, okay. And I just carried the guy. You know, a dead guy's really heavy when he's like a trade. He's like 100 kilograms. And I just he's had to drag gross. him. Down. Yeah. But um, that's anyway.
2: so traumatic.
1: Yeah. Yes. And apparently that's just part of the job because like I asked the <clears> person in <throat> and, and, uh, the manager, he's like, yeah, you know, someone just dies. I used to work at Daino Mac because people just die all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, What? He's That's like, yeah, nice. just do drugs and dies. That's what you do. Yeah. So, yeah, that Maccas toilet. Someone probably died in that toilet. It's pretty harsh. Pretty, uh. yeah. But anyway, it just talks about the lack of labour rights in, in Australia in general. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, yeah. it, we're better um, than America, of course, which I don't even know what they can have there. But, yeah.
0: We do have a couple of good unions now. So, <clears throat> I think, um, despite maybe, the... Yeah. uh See, they're cool. They're, like, super militant, but they're um, – I'm pretty sure – I might have to double-check, but, like, they're not on board with, like, climate change mitigation. Mm. They are – so many of the members work in mining and stuff. <clears throat> so they actually just left the Labor-left faction. Um, I don't know much about inner Labor politics, but Labor Party has its factions – And I guess each of those factions has a couple of unions tied to it. Yeah. So I'm not sure where CFMU is going. Maybe, yeah, you might know about that.
1: I I had a look, actually. It turns out Richard Miles is actually TWU. So that's like, you know, Qantas, Transport, and all that. But, uh, yeah, Uh, SDA, it seems like a quarter of the um, labor right is is SDA or AWU. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Those are two main factions. And... (laughs) Um, and basically, the right p- pretty much dominates. I mean, I know Albanese is meant to be part of the left, um, who's the currently leader Labour, but he's trying to pretend to be a liberal member, basically. So yeah, he's
0: know. from the left faction. That's incredible.
1: <laughs> that's, that's so sad. Yeah, because um, the Labour, the Labour left faction, I actually used to be part of that, and it's meant to be called the socialist left faction, but it it doesn't seem to be very socialist right now. Because um, what what are they trying to advocate for? Is it like they try to be Basically what Malcolm Turnbull was a few years ago.
2: That's what the, like, ALP left want to be?
1: Yeah, that's what he looks like at the moment. Um, you know, oh. they're, they're like, oh, we, we support, um, you know, caging people in Nairus still, wow. but no, a bit a bit less than Liberals, kind of like that. But,
0: no yeah. one, Not even Liberals want that. He's the most unpopular person ever, you know, like.
1: Uh, yeah, I know.
0: It's just, I don't it's know funny. why,
1: no one wants that, but they still do it at <laughs> both parties, yeah.
0: You see, like lately, I've seen people floating around saying that uh, Bill Shorten was Australia's Bernie Sanders.
1: I mean, he's <laughs> Which, better than Albanese, but yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it just—I mean—that's an indictment of how far right uh, America is. That their most left person is like hardcore centrist in <laughs> Australia.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know. he was closer to the unions than most Labor leaders. I mean, Shorten so. That's about
2: it. I remember when Albanese like um when we heard that he was going to be like the opposition leader, and like one of the first things he did was quote from like some Billy Bragg song. Um Billy Bragg being like <clears throat> a songwriter from England who like sung about being in the union or whatever, and everyone yeah. was like finally a left leader in the ALP. And then now he's like saying that job keeper is to blame for like all this like government spending because it's too high or whatever
1: oh yeah and he's (laughs) talking about um all these deficit stuff like trying to fight um the liberals on the deficit uh yeah you got like to stop government spending yeah it's uh it's just such a i mean it's we're just printing more money who cares just do it (laughs) just give me like just with that
0: and with that billy Bragg thing he's also a dj um Known as DJ Elbow, I think he had did he did a set up in Brisbane. Oh yeah, that's his meme. Within yeah, the last cool. couple of years, that's how he that's how he like uh tries to connect with like millennials. Yeah. Thankfully, um half of millennials can see through it, and then I think all of Zoomers know it's bullshit. But yeah, yeah he, but he has tried.
2: this DJ Elbow thing? Can you explain that more? I've never it. even no, I've never heard of this. Um, it's like what? a meme.
1: Um, every
0: time,
2: oh, like,
1: I remember Elbow would come down to Melbourne, Albanese, mm-hmm. and all the older kids were like, oh, DJ Elbow, I gotta do the biggest sick tracks, you play it, and he, so every time he comes to like some thing, he actually gets like a set and plays like a, Um, it, you look at the photos on it, it, it just looks like the most hello fellow kids meme kind of thing.
2: I can't believe, yeah. the, I can't the, believe I didn't one. even know about this, yeah. and that it's real, oh wow, okay, there's
1: like, It's so cringe.
0: He did like a warehouse show in Brisbane. That was I'm just looking now it was 2015. <laughs> but sure like he like I'm pretty sure he did maybe the Foundry or something in Brisbane which is like probably the best indie venue. <laughs> oh really? Um, and he I'm just looking at a photo now. He's wearing a, like a scarf. What's it say? Rock Dogs. So oh. he was I guess I uh, I'm um, I don't know much about it, but there's like what is it, the ALP dank meme stash or something? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And they force this sort of stuff. Yeah. Know, um, I
2: can't. I still can't believe I never ever knew this. There's like one video that comes up from like one of like the morning news programs, and like the caption is like political spin, and then it's all like teasing, <laughs> um, and it's so cringy.
1: Yeah, it's just it doesn't hit the spot because what what's that guy what's scomo's thing the daggy dad, that yeah. dad a that's what australians want because you know because that they, they, no one cares about politics in australia except for people like us when you're really neurotic all the time yeah. most people just want to like i don't know go to bali and be racist that's what australians are sadly sadly but that, that's what I, they just want this guy who's like a loser dad he doesn't know what he's doing
2: you know yeah, someone all- that they things. can make memes out of that's all they care about
1: yeah, I mean, we don't. No one knows what Scomo does. He just like wears his shark's cap and puts his thumbs up. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Bojo. They just. This is like the new trend. Just dropkick dropkick old dudes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's it's fascinating. It's it's enjoyable for me to watch the American presidential race from afar because I'm not affected. And then as soon as I finish looking at that train wreck, I turn to Australia and I see the exact same thing in that Labour doesn't have policies that are different to the to the Liberals. And it's it's just all uh, aesthetics.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it used to be a bit different back in the day, but now it's just getting closer and closer to the Lib Lab meme. And then you got the actual left, which is just, um, as Brie has described, like, I don't know, 10 parties 20 parties now
2: yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of parties um and yeah like uh trade unions have just been like i don't know just absolutely gutted from neoliberal policies
1: yeah it's weird like i got my mates who are very well educated um and they hate the unions for some reason they're like oh they're all racist and thugs and i'm like really what do you hear that from was like yeah i saw it on news corp and they're like oh it's just you know the, the media as well. It doesn't help um, because we we get so much American media. We basically start becoming American now. We become Americanized everywhere. Even like our public health care is becoming like Obama Obamacare. Like all these private health care stuff coming in. Yeah. Um. I mean, I got private health care only because I get a huge rebate back that it's basically free for me at the end of the year. And <laughs> that's how stupid it is the system.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Do you guys want to talk about Geordie's or <laughs> oh, not
0: really uh, to be honest? I think we've done it. Uh, I mean, if so, we keep it brief. I just I hate him so
3: fucking much,
2: yeah. And I don't want to like, I don't want to like get into it and be like, I don't know. True. Um, I mean, he, he
1: thrives on this, you know, he gets views, yeah. he gets money, and Labour loves him for it because you know, he, he gets. His, <clears throat> Fun up the SDA yeah. what the hell. I mean, he's never <clears throat> called out the SDA after all this time. That's that's a, how you know he's a shield, but...
0: He takes their fucking money. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah he, maybe he should be like, oh, SDA, like, uh, association. What is association? That's not a union. But no, yeah. we, don't, we, we don't hear that.
1: Oh, yeah. Are you guys incorporated association by any chance? <laughs> <No>. Yeah,
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I wanted to talk about Fowdy, but... <sighs> It's always that's hard to talk about. Like you, you, the whole thing is just uh, keeps going on. You know what I mean? Like
2: Yeah, it's not yeah. so stopping.
0: Um Well let's uh let's give a quick shout out to our haters. Um if you've managed to listen this far into the episode, um because yeah, we know we know they do listen.
1: <laughs> Alex Turnbull? Nah. yeah uh, well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I wanted to talk about MBN.
1: Oh, no, nah, we don't talk about that, man.
2: Um,
1: yeah, let's Aunt, Aunt BB, who's very stable and genius.
0: So I actually reached out to Aunt BB when the um, the Brian Kerr thing happened because she has been all over it. She was re- she was talking about that uh, last year. She was getting it from um, <clears throat> that Hong Kong journalist, Badachi. Um, Fitachi, yeah. Yeah.
3: Um,
0: so I reached out to her and I was like, oh, yeah, what do you know? She didn't know anything more than what was already going around. But she has, I think since then, she's sort of become a part of the, the China Twitter community. And she doesn't like us. Um, she thinks the whole um, grey zone project is a CIA front or something. You
3: know. <laughs>
1: I mean, Ant- the, the whole thing, they're being called anti-American, which is hilarious.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's really wild. Um, I wish she had a bigger profile.
1: Um, uh, what was that Brie brought up? Um, the BLM thing, she said?
2: Oh, she, where, like, she thinks um, that BLM is, like, a colour revolution <laughs> orchestrated by the U.S. against itself or something? I don't even oh, know. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: wow. <laughs> Why would the US do that to themselves? It's Just
0: who knows? Oh, well,
1: I mean, I I totally
0: believe that there's a million spooks all through, you know, those organizations. But um, you know, it's
2: the Black a, yep. Lives Matter.
0: The idea itself is not a creation of of cops. You
2: yeah. Know? <laughs> no, yeah, there's like a, a big difference between like a color revolution, like funded by the CIA and Ned and shit and like a genuine movement being co-opted by liberals like
0: yes yeah
1: yeah
2: yeah
1: and the fact that the CIA and Ned they're funding an organization to still keep on going um you know creating this much issues for the American government when their whole project is to you know secure American interests it doesn't make sense and she also denies climate change she says it's a uh, corporate corporation way to, um, you know, dismiss that the 1% causes, causes a lot of pollution. I mean, that's true. They cause the most pollution, but you can't say it's a corporate hoax. That's.
2: And the, uh, like, the tweet that she quote tweeted, that one that you're talking about, Rania is like, yeah, 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 talking it's her. like the quote, the, t- the original tweet is saying that it's like about, like it's like an economic problem, which I assume means like capitalism is causing climate change. And then... Like yeah. I don't know. Then to say like, oh, it's the one percent. It's like that's what the original yeah. tweet was like saying. Yeah.
0: So um, I think she she sees liberals saying the same things that actual leftists will say, and she she gets she she doesn't understand there's a difference there. Um, and I think that is kind of tied in. I'm not sure if it's connected, but with the the other drama that's been all over China Twitter. Is the word SJW has been getting thrown around a lot, mm. which I haven't seen since Gamergate really? Um, because, um, <laughs> yeah, I want, I don't want <laughs> to say, um, you no, know,
1: especially what I've been doing is defending a 16 year old girl, um, who was um, a victim of grooming, is a social justice warrior, and that's just horrible. So, all these four year old. Um, aunties and uncles should be attacking her nonstop and saying that she seduct- seducted Tom Fowdy, who I might say is the most handsome man I've ever met.
2: <laughs> most <laughs> handsome and most famous.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I don't know how that's SJW. If that's an SJW, then I am because I am against grooming in general. It's just wrong. It's um it's a, and the fact it even if you say there's only been one victim that's under 18, that is still grooming. It doesn't change the, that. Doesn't change the issue. Yeah,
0: but I, with this, I think they've been saying it to you a lot, and I've also seen people saying this is identity politics. So they're also getting blown way off course. You know, they they
1: they yeah. Be a leftist
0: and understand that, well, even intersectionality aside, that you know there is. Fucking gross scumbags out there, you know. Like, um, it's been it's it's been a it's been a total mess.
1: Yeah, it is. Like that Salteña guy, he's changed the topic to that. This is actually a front to be racist to white people to get Tom Fowdy out. Somehow, it, <sighs> it's actually nothing to do with pedophilia. Yeah, and
0: I'll be. I'll, I'm glad you brought that up because, as a white person, <laughs> and I've always wanted to say that. There is not an issue with anti-white, inverted commas, racism, on Twitter, and even on China Twitter. You know, um, <laughs> I, I'm openly white.
3: <laughs> oh no.
0: On Twitter, and I don't think anyone can confuse, and I, I, I don't see any of that stuff, and I don't cop it. I think um, it is weird. There's, there seems to be a few white people, I don't know, like young dudes. Yeah, this is dudes. a guy
1: doing yellow face as well, which makes yeah, it Yeah, it's even always worse.
0: dudes. Sorry, I was going to say, they're always dudes, and they seem like they're alt-right, and I think they're, they're coming here just to troll us all because they're pretending they set up these um, you know, yellow face accounts. Um, it's just it's it's classic 4chan trolling.
3: so. <laughs>
2: I think it's like as well, they're trying to like distance themselves from like the SJWs and the Liberals like um, in the West or something. They're like, oh, it will be better in China where there's no SJWs or something. I I don't know. That seems to be like the kind of mindset Mm. these people have.
3: I agree. That's a really good
0: point. I didn't didn't think of that. Um, Because, you know, like I think a lot of pro-China Twitter, I think, there's uh like there's leftist section and then there's also like a nationalist part, uh putting aside
1: um national ethnicities in there. And this the is actual where there's... who think that uh, it's real, like what China's doing, what the press reports.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So i it's gonna be difficult for people I mean, not that I consider myself a part of pro China Twitter, someone who observes it. Um These different groups, uh, these conflicts are always going to be there. They're never going to reconcile them, I don't think.
1: Yeah, it's just crazy because, you know, these people, the more accusations come out, the more they double down and say, it's obvious that Elon, who's a 16-year-old girl born in China, lived there for 13 years and moved to America three years ago, is a CIA um, agent who's been planning this since January, which is a crazy idea. But if she is, then um, I, I'm going to say props to her because that's amazing.
0: That well, she got- if she is, that just it just shows how easily that these people can get fooled by it. If yeah. this guy, who's getting into her DMs with some creepy shit, how <laughs> easily is, is this fucking pro-China movement <laughs> going to be destroyed by... Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You become a groomer you know just I mean? by being DM'd by an underage girl. Then yeah. you go on and message 14 yellow women and... Um, do the same thing where you're selling your clothes, clothes pop off during mid conversation. Um, very cringe. But I guess when you're handsome, that just happens. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, three, since you're a um, actual woman, you know, that's probably a lot more serious in this regard. All these victim blaming. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Just like, um, as well, like seeing the grooming happen, I was like, oh yeah, like, I don't know. I've experienced grooming before um probably like multiple times and it's like and it's it it, it's it's fucked because it's like you don't want to be rude um but you don't want to just like you don't want to just tell someone like fuck off um and especially like tom fowdy like he set it up like so that he was gonna publish elan and then um and then started being like Talking about nudes and shit, like oh yeah. oh my, I just like cringe so much at that. It's just like so disgusting. <laughs> and so people, like, say that the people <laughs> like post a screenshot and be like, "Where's the evidence?" It's like, <sighs> so you do you not just see this grown man say to this underage girl that he'd like she should be in a nudes chat, like in the communist nudes chat? <laughs> uh.
1: that, that's my theory that um a lot of these people um that are defending Fowdy actually did. Ha- post in the nude chat and posted a nudes there so that's why they have to double down now no matter they what i don't want happens.
2: the nudes chat to get exposed
1: because <laughs> oh, he actually uh, admitted it that it 100 exists <laughs> but i oh uh, it's um i mean i don't i don't i'm not gonna kick shame <laughs> i'm not gonna king shame that's fair fine you guys share your nudes just do it no, don't yeah, force to it yeah no i think
0: a, something that hasn't gone down on twitter and you guys have just mentioned that is it's there was a power imbalance there it 100%. wasn't just age it was a guy like hey i'm offering you work um so of course she's gonna be fucking nice yeah. um
1: he's been on tv yeah. <laughs> that's that just seems ultra cool to someone at 16 you know you're on tv you're on the news yeah that's i mean it's a lot of power like, What is she going to do? Like, gonna attack him? Who's going to believe her? Like, no one's believing here right now, even with the things. Right. Yeah,
0: <clears throat> so I <clears throat> this it does feel like, um, if there's any women in the, the pro China Twitter community, um, feeling uncomfortable about something someone said to them, this would not make them feel like they could ever be comfortable coming out with that.
1: Yeah, um, and as Bree said, it's very hard. To open up and say can you please go away when there's such when there's older man and you're a young woman and they have the power over you you know it's not that simple
3: Yeah. yeah
2: and it's also like so hard to um like come out and say it even after the fact because like as people will be saying like oh why didn't you just say it at the time or like why did you wait so long to like um to talk about it or like oh you're just like making shit up and like the amount of times that like um i've talked to like friends who've gone to similar things Um, it's always like the person who's like on the other side of like grooming or abuse or whatever they just like get kicked out of like whatever circle they shared and then like they'll lose friends or they lose like professional contacts or like anything like this and then the abuser just like gets to like go on with with like his life i don't know
3: yeah that's yeah, like, why i'm like
2: yeah, fowdy's yeah. just gonna like this is this everyone's gonna forget <laughs> about this and fowdy's just maybe he'll get like kicked off of like whatever platform he has now you just go find a new one and continue to be who he is like i don't know
1: <clears throat> yeah libertarians of asian wives head writer <laughs> or i can join um the Sel- Selman rouge gang that's <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding <laughs> um yeah that's really good point brie like like you search google tom fowdy it doesn't come up with that it just comes up with like his uh, news stories that he's written for um chinese media
2: yeah I, uh, i've only seen this on twitter it's nowhere else like and i don't know twitter isn't uh, always real life you know yeah, the next time he applies not. for a job are they gonna be like well actually i saw like this twitter drama and i don't want to hire you that's like not gonna happen
1: yeah you got ratioed man get out of here I hate to say it but his refusal
0: to apologise or even acknowledge anything wrong and he blood as well yeah it's worked (laughs) and he seemed he's well he's come out of this but um, I mean his replies will always be a mess from now on but that doesn't matter Um, you know he has um, write-ups
1: what's his name CJ Willeyman every time he talks he'll bring up the receipts but it doesn't matter (laughs) yeah and uh, uh, lastly we talk about Senzo just one comment like I don't care if you call me gay that's cool um yeah pretty much just keep
2: going what, what, what a feminine voice you have
1: yeah, yeah. I Let's mean I'm, I'm pretty gay I've got
3: to admit it
0: I, w- I would be liking to be your boyfriend
3: yeah
0: <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on the show Bray.
3: oh uh, no we're definitely, definitely thanks for time. chatting 秋花箭矣